Do you feel like you're living an average life? Welcome to the club. It's episode 86 of No Boring Stories with my guest, Jennifer Watson. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. And that's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and back in the day, I was a little speedster. I won all the track meets and actually ran the 100-meter dash in under 10 seconds, which I think was super fast or somebody was just clocking the stopwatch wrong. Either way, I've always leaned on my speed, just like Jennifer Watson did back in the day in her track and field days. But I'll let her get into that story. Jennifer Watson is the guest today, and she has so much to bring us around storytelling and leadership. Her company, Jennifer Watson Leadership, elevates high-performing and conscious leaders to break free permanently from their blocks keeping them stuck to develop their intuitive leadership style and take consistent aligned action with their deeper purpose of impact. She has got all kinds of things going on and leading in all kinds of ways on her own team, but most importantly, her impact goes when she is leading others who are leading their teams. And she is helping us see just the impact that we can make when we truly tap into who we are on a subconscious, deep inner level. And man, does she ever have something to say about storytelling in leadership. This is a fantastic conversation. You are gonna love it, especially if you are in leadership, specifically in some way. If you've got a team or a business that you're running, Jennifer's going to open your eyes to what's necessary as you step forward to be a better leader than you've ever been before. Also, we talk back and forth about just the value of stories. Uh, we hear her story and unpack it as we go. It's kind of a unique conversation where I was just so curious on what she had to say. I abandoned the idea of even going through her story and let her lead the way on that. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with Jennifer Watson. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I am doing phenomenal today. I'm so honored to be here, Alex, and just share stories because the power stories are real. So I'm just honored to be here with your audience and just support in any way I can. It's so good. I, you know what? I just get it like right off the bat, just the way that you introduce that and say that of like, just to share stories because the power of stories is so true and real. I mean, I, I just, I feel it from you. I feel like you focus on storytelling a lot in your work and how you communicate. Am I wrong in that? Or is this a big focus of how you work with people and really make your impact in the world? Stories are huge. I, I actually, when I even coach people, I coach them on how to empower their stories even more because I agree with you in so many ways, Alex, whether I am coaching someone, whether I'm talking to a friend, whether I'm on stage and I've been in all those different venues, mm -hmm. the power of my story, the power of other people's stories is phenomenal. It hits people at their core and it pulls out their willingness to be open to yeah. opportunity to change themselves because it activates so much of our creative side. 
our inspirational side, our motivation side. It activates all the stuff that keeps us in high frequency when we hear, quote, motivational stories come from behind stories, unbelievable stories, which let's be honest, all of us have, Alex. So yes, I would say I use it in every area of my life because it's so empowering to me and I see how empowering it is to others. So I love them. I love them. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I love it because and you're talking about come from behind stories like the underdog story. And, and you told me that two of your favorite stories that you've heard are, are Secretariat and Miracle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so think about uh, tell me, like, is that what draws you into those? Is this sort of like, oh, man, I can't believe that, you know, who knew that this they could find success in that way? Or it just nobody ever thought that it would happen. Um, is that what draws you into those to stand out among all the others that exist out there? Absolutely. And and a lot of people think, so their real stories are based on true stories because I believe the human experience and that so many humans are unbelievable. That so many humans out there that haven't told their stories have had these similar come from behind quote miracles. Like how did they Mm -hmm. do that? And I will say for me, the reason why I was drawn to those two stories, not only because they're true stories of the human spirit going against all odds, but truly tapping into the potential of human beings. We, I believe, Alex, thwart what we're capable of all the time. So yes, they're come from behind wins. Yes, they're, how do they do it when all the odds were stacked against both of them that they shouldn't have won? There's no, I mean, literally percentage-wise on paper, they both looked like they were going to lose. The horse was going to lose. The hockey team was going to lose. But human spirit trumped all of those numbers. And, And that gives me chills just saying that. Yeah. I believe that if it's something you envision that you want in your life, I don't care what it is. And you have such a passion for it. And you feel such a purpose. Like you were put on this earth to actually have this moment of transcendence against all odds. I absolutely believe the human spirit will ride high and it mm. will. And I believe it's in each and every one of us. And that's why those, those two stories in particular hit me, but I'm going to be honest, Alex, I hear these stories from my clients I coach. Yeah. From my own story. Like I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I guarantee you all of us have those stories. Now let's make more of those stories where we come from behind, where the human spirit draws into the next level of the, of them. And mm-hmm. honestly, you're unstoppable. All of us, I truly believe are unstoppable. But we have to step back and look at stories that inspire us and then our own stories. Because we all have inspirational stories somewhere within us. And I truly believe that's what transcends the human spirit to this next level of, I can't believe they just did that. Yeah. We can. Well, I completely agree with you, obviously. That's why I'm here. That's why I got this podcast um, to pull people's Mm -hmm. stories out and then help everybody find themselves in, you know, today, your story. And I'm, I'm, we're going to get into what you do and why you do it, but I'm already getting such a strong sense of really how you operate and, and why, um, why you show up, uh, the way that you do. But I want to just open up for a second here, this idea of like, of the underdog story, the come from behind story, how you said, you know, we really, we attach ourselves to those stories. We really lean into those stories because, Is that because we, are we like attuned to see ourselves as the underdog, as the, like, I'm behind everybody else? Like, is that just how we're wired? And so when we hear somebody else come out of that and succeed, we, we are like, 
I feel like what I'm hearing you say, what I'm kind of discovering in this is, is this like we're wired to see ourselves that. So then the underdog story, it, it specifically is so easy for us to attach ourselves to and find ourselves in. Would you agree? I would totally agree with that. And to even go deeper with that, I'd say we're yeah. wired to be average because it's safe. Okay. Our, our brain is wired to be 75% negative most of the time because it sees it as safe. So safe is equal to a lot of things that we need to do that keep us average doing the paycheck nine to five, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, checking off the to-do list. So we're staying at the bare minimum. We're charged that way to create safety. Our brain says it's safe to be average. Mm-hmm. And so even more than we're, we're behind the ball or the underdog, majority of people understand if you look at the brain really yeah. were predestined in many ways to be average. It's a safety thing. And by the way, the brain is a beautiful thing. You know, it's it's there to keep us safe. And back in the day, we used to have to run from bears. Okay. There were certain things right, that we were right. able to do, but what's happened is the human spirit rises above that and it hopes. When it connects to those stories, it hopes like, you know what? I can be different. Mm-hmm. I can rise above average normal safety i can win against all odds so yes that's 100 why we draw toward those stories because we yeah. relate we were like i feel like i've been average but i believe i can be more than average i believe i don't have to be safe because this person did it and this person mm-hmm. did it and i think i can do it now too so 100 it, it connects to us on mind body soul to really stretch out of that safety zone and all of us are ready for that, Alex. We've been through a lot in the last couple of years and yeah. we're ready to step into that and go out of that safety, that average zone and be the person that we're meant to be, the full human expression of us, our true story. I think I might just keep asking you questions. This is so good because what we're talking about here is really living, mm-hmm. like it, it's living a better story. And what you're talking about here is that there's this way that we're living, which is this average character you think of the background characters in a show right like i mean they're just they're just there they're just existing and that's how we are wired that's the average person yeah then there's something going on with the the human spirit yeah that sees potential sees what's possible sees beyond the possible really so i'm wondering what do you see that it takes for somebody to go from average fearful safety state to this potential possibility purposeful passion led you know the other side of that story what what do you see that it typically takes to, to actually transform like that that is such a great question it's such a great question and there's probably two components here that i would give to that um mm-hmm. you know for, so for someone that's like i don't know if i can do that but i feel like i can like they're in this like sure. hug of war i don't want to be average but i want this and I, I don't know where to go first and foremost i always tell them we all have a time if you, you've lived long enough we all have had a time where we have gone against all odds where people yeah. are like i can't believe i'm shocked you need to remind your brain of that. And I tell people, you need to write down, I don't care if it was one, two, three things. It doesn't have to be a hundred things. What times in your life, when I filled out your podcast information, Alex, mm-hmm. all of us have somewhere a handful in our lifetime where we did something we were surprised we attained. We, mm. we know it now. We maybe haven't done it consistently, but we have evidence of that. 
when we can step back and look at our journey and go, you know what, I did do that in that case. And that wasn't expected to happen. And people didn't think I could do it, whatever it was, childhood, adult, and write down two or three things, like write it down. You want to write it down. You want to say it out loud because the brain starts activating that old memory. Like, wow, it doesn't realize it was something from the past. The brain doesn't know what's past, present, or future. Just it's feeding you something. It's going, oh, so it starts being willing to shift. It's like, wow, Jennifer has done this before. She has come from behind. She's done something on paper that didn't look like it was going to happen. Even if it was sporadic, there's some evidence here. The brain Uh starts softening out of that safety and being willing to let you calm that nervous system down to stretch, to grow, to take that small little step. So that would be the first thing I would say to everyone. Look back. Everybody has that. And then it just takes one small step in that direction. But probably the the biggest point I'm going to say is this. Everyone needs someone in their life that has done it before them that can Mm -hmm. cheer them on, that can help lead and pave the way, that can guide them. So something maybe that you want that maybe someone's done similar in the past, that's maybe a few steps, a lot of steps ahead of you, doesn't matter. That can be that accountability, that person say, I've been there, I can relate. This is how you get through it. Yeah. We have community as we're trying to stretch is so huge. I'm going to name an example, a story when I was in high school. So I was a high level athlete. You know, I was the D1 yeah. track all American. And so I was very acknowledged at a very young age for my athleticism. And I remember the four by 400 meter really I had in my senior in high school. So I was already on a full ride, but whatever, four by four was fun for me. It was fun for me. And we always want to crush it. Of we course it. it's <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it was great. So it was the end of the meeting. You know, we crushed it with my twin sister. I have an identical twin sister. She sustained an injury, hamstring injury. So she couldn't run the first leg. So we went from looking like we were going to crush it to we were going to be lucky if we took second or third because the other team was very, very strong. And I remember the other three legs going, oh, my gosh, how are we going to do this? On paper, we can't do this. Jennifer. like, I believe we can, but I don't think mm-hmm. we can. On paper, we can't. And I remember pulling them all three aside. I said, you guys, on paper, we're going to lose this race. We're going to lose this race. And they just looked at me like, but you guys, you are all better than that. And you are far from your full potential in any race you've done thus far. And I'm going to need you to run the race of your life. And when you do that, we're going to win. And I'm going to take the baton and get me as close as you can to her and we're going to win this. And guess what happened? I watched each of them have the race of their life that each PR personal record for their mm-hmm. actual leg before they handed mm-hmm. it off to me. I was so proud. I had to focus because I was so proud. I was still behind, but close enough. It was the last come from behind when 10 meters to go. And I, and I overcame her and I wouldn't be able to do that without them believing. And as the leader, I knew I had to infuse that in them, that I'd been in their space before where I'm like, I don't know if this could be working on paper, but I gave them an opportunity. I've been in the guys where I was behind, but I believe in you. We've done it before. Let's do it again. And it stretched them to get there. So that's why I believe connection with other people, leaders that have been in your space that can inspire you at that moment is key. At that moment, I mean, I literally had to just nail it. Like you guys, this is your moment right now. Your humanness, your ability to rise above all these statistics are here and now, and it's your opportunity. Go. And they did it. So they were scared. (laughs) No, right. This is what I, okay. So there's a couple of things that I'm pulling from this. You are, oh my goodness. I just love this so much because, um, first of all, when you said 
my twin sister was on the team, I really thought the story was going to go that you started the race and then you stepped in and you ended the race as well and just changed your jersey. Just <laughs> that would have been illegal. Okay. I probably would have gotten fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, but but here's what I what I love about what you're saying here is is so there's there's one and and two. There's one is is go back find a time when you find evidence of when you have overcome. When you were the underdog, you did something unexpected, something that that nobody thought you could do, and you already did it because you absolutely have those moments. Yeah. Um, and number two was this: uh, find a guide or find somebody right that you can look towards that will help you along this path. Yeah. So then you go back and you share this story about yourself at seventeen years old, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's your moment, a moment that you have clearly done this work and you have drawn back and found this as a moment in your life when you overcome the overcame the odds. Um, and so there's evidence that of, even when I'm behind the eight ball, even when the odds are stacked up against me, look, I know we can do this. Yeah. And that even drew back to another moment when you had you had done that many times and shown up. But then you also in that story demonstrated how you were the guide that the rest of the team needed. And I bet if we dug deeper, you only did that because you had a great coach yes. that you looked up to who did that to you. Like this, this just goes on and on. And so the way that you just showed up there, what I just want to draw attention to is such a great example of doing exactly what you just invited us into. And this is what the story is doing is helping us see you've been there. And now here you are helping develop leaders in all ways. And that's very same fashion today just like you were back then and so if anybody else doubts if anyone's like yeah yeah well i find myself under the like i'm the underdog well they know that you're a trusted source now because you've been through this and constantly are going through this that's fun yes, stuff absolutely <laughs> it is such fun stuff it's such you guys i so agree with alex power of stories is real and we have we have such cool stories we think we don't until we write them down, Alex. And that's what gives us confidence into our next story. It gives us confidence to create that come from behind. It gives us confidence to lead others because mm-hmm. now we've had our story of, of greatness. So I love it. I, I love to see that. And as a person that leads a lot of teams and help other leaders lead better, I'm constantly telling them to tap back into their story because they question mm-hmm. Alex, they've questioned the last couple of years. Like, I don't know if I can do this, Jennifer. It's been rough. I mean, this is intense. This is a unique two years. I'm like, but what have you done in the past, in your past, in your story, that you've led teams powerfully, that you've moved and supported in powerful ways? And it shifts them. It shifts Mm -hmm. them. And I do so many other leadership frameworks for people, but we start, this is why I love you, Alex. We start with their story. Like, Mm -hmm. you got this. We got to believe that first before we start giving all the strategies to get you out of this mess or whatever you're, you know, what you, whatever yeah. you have to actually really organically believe it. I guess. Yeah. So as you work with leaders in that way and you focus, you say, we got to focus on your story. Let's start with your story. I'm wondering, are people resistant to that or receptive to that thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah, sure. We'll get to strategy, but thank you, Jennifer, for taking us and helping us focus on where we've come from so far. Yeah. Or are people kind of like a bit resistant to leaning in there and what feels like the more abstract and yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I would, you know, I would say before 2020, it was probably more resistant. 
I yeah. wasn't sitting back. But because of what we've been through in the last couple of years, a lot of people have had the opportunity, including leaders, to rip band-aids off of old mm. stories, of things that they believe from old stories, not just come from behind winds, but things that have been impermeated them, beliefs that have actually hurt them, not only their business, but their life. So they've started looking at their old stories. Good and How bad. does that, like, so, so, okay, so they're, so give me a bit more solid of an example that somebody is leading a team or yeah. uh, an organization, and then all of a sudden now, what their business is halted, they can't go into the office anymore, they have to adjust and work as a team, and then they're forced to go, wait, what have we been doing the last five years? Like, is that just it? It just offered an opportunity? Yes. Maybe a bit yeah. more. So a lot of business leaders that I work with, they have noticed over the last several years that things were plateauing, or there wasn't a lot of congruency with their team, or they felt like they weren't quite accelerating their impact the way they wanted to, or making the profit mm. they wanted to make. What happened in the last couple of years since 2020 is the banding was ripped off on problems were coming up in the business already, but then mm -hmm. were just put full throttle mm. to the forefront because of what was going on. Because now communication is gonna be really hard being at home. Now yeah. profit is gonna be really hard. So everything just got, I believe, double and kind of exploded all at once. So they're like, wait a minute, we were already having some struggles with this. How, has, how can we take what's happened in 2020 to really rip it off and see what's at its core? So what we see, what's been at its core, what leaders have found is that they were implementing behaviors that came from old beliefs, that came from old stories yeah. that were limiting communication, limiting team congruency and inviting in an inspirational environment, limiting profit because the communication productivity wasn't there. So they yeah. started going, wait a minute, well, this was always here, but now it's really a problem. They had to really step back and go, how have I been leading? And many times how they were leading and how they weren't wanting to lead anymore was coming from an old mm. story, an old mm -hmm. belief. So we had this opportunity with many leaders that now weren't willing to go back to their uh, bad stories or old stories, like it doesn't affect me anymore. And it actually, they were like, it actually has. So they were wanting to actually step in and go, I do want to explore my past successes and my past failures and see how yeah. it's affecting me now because it's, it's now self-imploding. It's right in my face. Like I have no choice now before they could hover. But 2020 caused a lot of companies to all of a sudden in their face, like we got to deal with this. And it started with leaders understanding their past stories and how it was feeding in good or bad ways to their current environment. It was powerful. Was so it their, like their personal stories or like brand and business story or all of the above? Mostly personal that was feeding yeah. into the business story. Some yeah. business yeah. Like some had some stories of bankruptcy in the past, but a lot of the stories came from old beliefs, which this is a whole nother podcast, Alex, but many hmm. of our beliefs and behaviors don't come from a lot of adult things, even that we've quote failed in. Sure. Like a lot of it comes from our past in our childhood, our childhood mm -hmm. dynamic are things that we started learning from a very young age and what we perceived as a belief behind that story, behind that, mm -hmm. behavior, whether it be us or someone around us. And what yeah. happens is, is it then feeds into our adult decisions, including yeah. our business. So in answer to your, story, to your question, yes, some of it were business decisions they made in the past that were maybe not behaviorally aligned with where they want to go. But a lot of it was personal things, personal beliefs and behaviors they were feeding 
into yeah. a business that was never serving it and definitely wasn't serving it now. But it was so aha for them. It was wow. so aha. So we could dance through the stories and their past of success. And then I don't call it failure, but learning moments. And, uh-huh. stories, and they went, oh my gosh, now I see the pattern. And now I yeah. can break it and move into a better success. Or I can take the success from the past when I did do it right yeah. in the future. So 100% my leaders in 2020 were dying, grabbing onto, let's go back to my stories, my successes, my failures, my learning moments. And how is that defined mm-hmm. what's going on now? It was so eye-opening. I can't tell you how many of my leaders we, I said, let's forget the systems. Let's start here. Mm. And they're like, no. And then they fought a little bit. Then they opened up to it and it changed, game changed everything in their business. Their profit went up, their productivity went up, their impact. And they weren't feeling this exhaustion and overwhelm because they actually got it. They got the power. Was there, was there a letting go process? Do you know what I mean? So you identify this stuff. So if I go back and let's say, yeah, you're right. It, like the whole childhood wound and and whatnot is is probably another episode. But uh, it's it's part of you know as I talk about the process, who I was, what happened, who I am. Part of the who I was is discovering who were you as a kid, and then what was the barrier that you faced and. If I go back and I'm like, great, yeah, at eight years old, my parents got divorced. I didn't know. I didn't know why. And I go back. I'm like, eight-year-old Alex, Alexander, was uh, confused. Yeah. And that confusion then showed up as I started to get on stage and I started to put myself in front of audiences. Well, that confusion keeps going to like, why? Why are they acting the way they are? How come I can't control them? How come I can't just like I thought back then? So. I'm just wondering what was the process for you in as you go into people's stories and help them move forward from that. Was there a process of letting go of those old beliefs or was it just about embracing and saying, yep, that's me and not anymore. Like I'm choosing something different. What does that process look like? You know, there are so many tools and you're right. Once they have this aha, they're like, wow, this pattern is now in my business, mm-hmm. or in my intimate relationship or whatever it is. There are, there are processes of letting go. And depending on how in, entrenched it is, if it is connected to a trauma versus just something they learned, there's right, different right, right. steps you can take. And I know you like said, wound release, um, shadow work. Um, there's, there's so many different levels. Sometimes it's just a quick mindset shift that we have to put in a new story, visualization, mm. look at the old story, visualize that and then visualizing something new. There's a lot of different tools, but here's the deal. You guys, you don't have to necessarily go that deep at first. Okay. Right. It is yeah. important. I will say that. And this is where coaching, where if it's if it's really connected to a real core piece in everything you do, you have to go deeper. But just by acknowledging that that behavior is there, you mm-hmm. already become super self-aware. So when you start seeing it in your business or relationships or everything else, you can catch it and then give it a different tool. I'm going to give myself as an example. Okay. As a young kid. So I'm an identical twin. I was the firstborn. Okay. I'm the dominant twin in every way. I'm, you know, jump off the cliff, you know, high achiever, doing all the goals, making things happen all the time. Okay. Yeah. What I perceived as a young kid because my sister was more sick a sick kid so she kind of got the attention so Uh i learned from a young age that i had to take care of myself or that was my perception as a kid that i had to be strong i had to be healthy i had to take care of my stuff and be successful because my family had to take care of her okay so from a young age i thought to be successful i have to do everything on my own i have mm-hmm. to look strong i have to show no emotion i did that for years in my business and it was going at the snail's pace of getting of jumping higher right. 
I went to a coach and I realized what I was doing, that I was not utilizing my team. I was letting them see only a side of me, not my vulnerable side, my authentic side, but also showing that I needed their help because I thought I, I wasn't supposed to as a leader. Right. Once I got coached, I went, oh my gosh, I'm doing this with my current team. I'm not even letting them use their gifts. I'm putting it all on me. I'm not letting them see my struggle, my frustration. Mm-hmm. I finally had a come to Jesus moment meeting with them about, I need to start utilizing your gifts. How can we do that better? I need to utilize my team better. And I want you guys to know I'm struggling with that, but I'm willing to take a step with you and, and, and go with you on this and let you do this and you do that game change. They just were shocked. <laughs> I can't tell you how much our profit productivity went up that month. And I'm not kidding right. on one conversation. So what I'll say, everybody that's on right now, yes, there's a lot of tools yeah. that we can give you and we can even go deeper right now, but just acknowledging getting a coach, sometimes a counselor to see that correlation of how you're bringing to business or into mm-hmm. other areas of your life for that matter, catching it. And what I did is one thing I had one meeting, you guys remember one tiny step. And I said, you know what? I have a tense takeover because that's my old story. But you guys are, I need to trust you more. I'm going to give you this opportunity. And I'm going to be vulnerable that I'm frustrated right now. And I can't do this alone. And that was scary for me. But the, the, the amount of feedback positive I got back, the amount of team congruency we got from that, Mm -hmm. the amount of productivity and profit we got from just one conversation, you guys, for me catching and being aware for my old story is huge. So how did that that's phenomenal. And there's so much that I want to dive into on that. And and to start, how did that make you, how long ago would you say that was, that conversation? That conversation, gosh, that was probably 15 years ago now. Okay. And so as you show up now in your business, and I assume running things much in that same way of working as a team and, and whatnot, you feel what? You're no longer on your own, independent, you know, taking it all on yourself. You now feel what? Where I feel, I feel more inspired. Mm. I feel more me. And I want everybody leader to get this. Often when we're doing all this perfectionist overachieving, we have to do it on our own. That's not even really us because we can't do it alone. We're literally living two identities. It's exhausting. We're trying to show the team that we're great. We're rock stars all the time. We can do it on our own. And the meantime, we're in the back going, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. This is just overwhelming. We're living two lives. Everyone, when we actually pull into this space that I pulled into and go, this is really me and I need help. And I, and I realize this behavior I'm giving is not helping me or anyone else. I feel more me. I feel more energetic because I'm not living a lie. I'm living a true story of my gifts and then ask for help for those to give their gifts and do the same. And then we're going to still fail even on our gifts, right? And having that vulnerable conversation, which I was more open to because I realized I was holding my bar too high as a perfection. Mm -hmm. And I was holding it too high for them that we're all going to continue to kind of make mistakes and learn during this thing called life, no matter if it's in business or something else you're working on. So I believe it's brought me to more inspiration in more truly me. I'm like, I feel so me. I feel so good. And by the way, going back to the four by 400 meter, you know why that yeah. story is so inspirational? Because I had a piece of what it was like to be a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I said, you guys, this is scary. I can't do this mm-hmm. alone. We could lose. 
Yep. I was being vulnerable, but I'm like, you guys have a moment to step up and be human and do these rock star things. So I had a moment of being a true leader, but then I got yep. invested in the old story of I have to be perfect. But these moments that were inspiring me that I'm sharing with you yep. are moments that were truly me, that I was truly leading from an authentic heart and allowing them to do the same and step into their courage and their talent in the four by four and stretch into their own leadership and be their own human there. I feel good. I guarantee if I talk to any one of them 20, whatever how many years later this is, yeah. they would bring up that story. Yeah. And it's not because, oh, Jennifer, I was like, it was because we were all in these moments of individually being leaders and mm -hmm. I am human in epicness and I need people though too. And I am human and I'm going to fail. Yeah. It, it was all in one moment. And I go back to that. So when I have a tendency to go back to perfectionism and doing things all on my own, I go back to stories like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You know why we won? Because I didn't do it on my own. You know why we won? Because I wasn't expecting anybody to be perfect. Go out there and do what I know you could do. Just through my team now, I know you can do this. You have evidence. Hey, you want something for free that's gonna help you with your speaking? Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked on my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to, and I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So, you're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching, or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income, and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time, and you'll lose relational connections. And I'm sure that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that help me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks, and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve-wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now, I'm giving away two modules of the seven module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time it's so good when you when you again, i'm just laughing like you're you're doing everything i don't even have to lead you through this you've just got this so clear but this is like the typically the approach that i take is like yeah let's walk through that story and you're just like going through it and giving me these key moments here it's just, i just i feel like all that i'm doing here is just drawing attention to the master class that you're giving us here which is <laughs> this because where i usually end i usually or i start with people at the end Right. So I usually start with like, okay, tell me what you do and, and and how you want people to feel. And and you're like, well, right now I feel inspired. Yeah. I feel more inspiration than ever as I build my team and I work with other leaders building their team mm -hmm. teams. And then I would say, Great, where did that begin? And yeah. we well, where did it begin? You were this child who felt like you had to work on your own, independent, miss independent. This is just you <laughs> showing up. And then what do you do? You get into one of the most independent sports that there is in track. 
<laughs> and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own measurements and I'm going to beat my own personal records. And sure. I'll meet other people on the track. Anyways, then you get into this moment and you gave us two moments. Yeah. I would say, I call them what happened moments. Yeah. One, what happened is this great. You're at this finals and you're at this track meet and you and this team of four people have to figure this out and you do. And it's your first taste of leadership. Well, guess what? Then however many years later, you're leading a business and you're faced with the exact same thing of, I can't do this on my own. I need you. We need each other. And now I bet since then, if that was 15 years ago, you could tell me about another moment or another four moments where you faced that same transformation of going from, I would say, independent to inspired and helping other people do the same. And it's this incredible picture of the person that sits before me right now. Well, thank Alex. Thank you. You know, I, I have to say, you know, I've been through a lot of different times where I'm like, can I do this? Can mm-hmm. I do this? Like, I don't feel I opened up my first clinic in 2008 crash. Everybody and their mother and my mentor told me, don't do it. I'm going to fail. I actually right. had people say I was going to fail. And I pulled in my people. I pulled in mm-hmm. the ones that I knew believed in me and me and Uber did just fine that year. <laughs> they also opened the end of 2008, I think 2009. My my point is, is what you just said. I, I realized the moments I've had in this life where I was like at this come to Jesus moment of, I don't know if I can do this on paper. I, I just don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. And, I pull, and at that moment, consistently, I pulled in my people, not just the four before, I pulled in yeah, my people yeah. that believed in me for 2008 that actually like, you can do this Jennifer. And it was against all odds. Like on paper, it looked like I was going to flunk big. Yeah. Okay. Big. It, but I didn't. And I thrived and I sold that practice. And now the girl is still continuing to grow the practice. Like, and now she's stepping in as a leader and she learned from me of how to mm-hmm. do it right and how to do it wrong. And that's, what's so great about this is, is all these stories lead back to Each of us are so uniquely made to fully express and live this awesome, inspired, impactful life. But the paradox is we need each other. We so Mm. need each other. We need the real you, Alex. I can't do it all. I'm having a tough day. How can you support me and how can I support you? Mm -hmm. The older I get and through my stories of successes and times where I learned and didn't have the success is I had to suck it up, take a deep breath and really go, I need you. Because your human and your greatness is needed right now, not even mine. Hmm. It gives people the courage to do the same as me. I'm like, it's not limited to me. These stories that we're bringing up, like, yeah, she has it. You know how many times I have failed, quote unquote, Alex? I have failed a lot. I've had failed launches. I've spoken at events where no one hardly showed up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done businesses where I almost went bankrupt. You guys, mm-hmm. yes. And I have, two, I've, I've had two multiple six-figure businesses now, but I've had that. So understand Going back to secretariat, they've lost weight races. They've they've had times where they weren't doing well, but they still believed in the vision because they've had examples of past when they pulled on their people that believed in yeah. so in their soul that fired them up on all levels. Like, I have to do this, Jennifer, not tomorrow. Like I should have done it yesterday. That is what's going to keep you going. And then you're going to draw on your people and don't underutilize your people. And that's what I've learned from all my stories when I have struggled as much as I have succeeded is I had to pull my people that believed in mm-hmm. me, believed in my healing, believed in me during times where I had chronic severe depression at a very young age, suicidal at times. You guys, seriously, I was planning my, my death around tax season. That's how mm-hmm. serious it got. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I healed my brain and I didn't do it on my own. 
I got it from people that I surrounded myself with that had been in that same story yeah, right? yeah. and led yep. to the other side. And now I get an opportunity and there's a lot of people, we don't even have to go into that leaders that have a lot of mental health struggles right now, mm-hmm. anxiety are real right now. And now I can share my expertise of how I got out of that and how I have now transcended to heal my brain and help others do the same. That's it. It's and help others do the same. So this is this is the key. And this is again, as I say, I came in thinking, all right, yeah, let's unpack Jennifer's story. Like, let's see where it was. And so we did that. But also you've given us gift upon gift here of wisdom and and understanding of of what really matters as we tell our stories and we show up as leaders. And I know that you have such a passion and focus on on leaders today and leadership. And you are showing up today. Uh, in that same way, and just I'm just so thankful for how you've led us through this. I I love this piece about pulling in your people. Yeah. Like again, let's go from independent to inspired, and the key was pulling in your people. Yeah. Like that's what helps you shift. And if you think about like and, all the people that you respect, I don't care, if, you know, I don't care if it's Nelson Mandela, Oprah, or someone in your community. Like wow, like they are so inspiring, and they they mm-hmm. create such impact. They've pulled in their people. Right. People. You know, I look at Jesus, by the way, the, the, the man that's talked about over any other man in history, pretty mm-hmm. much, uh, immediately he pulled in his people mm-hmm. 12 to be exact. Yeah. Okay. He knew he couldn't do it on his own. Oh, and by the way, um, he was a powerful leader. And by the way, he spoke in parables all the time, AKA stories all the time. <laughs> all the time people to inspire people he wasn't even, he was talking about the topic through a different story so people mm-hmm. could understand connect and get inspired he drew in his 12 people he knew he couldn't do it alone and he spoke in stories all the time every day of the week and twice on sunday and he's probably known as one of the most powerful leaders in the world ever everyone yeah. would you yeah. believe it was a fictionist story or not that that's mm-hmm. where that stands yeah. Think about that. Well, I think even of that, right? So even yeah. whether you look at this and there's people who are like, yes, Jesus literally walked and, and rose again and we're coming up on Easter, like why not? So uh, if, if that's your take, then that's your take and you look at that. But if not, you still know that this is a story, yeah. then let's call it completely fictional that has lasted and impacted billions of people over a couple millennia like i mean this is significant and the power of the story of that is enough um but again i mean this takes us down all kinds of paths but i hear what you're saying as far as leadership goes get your people tell a good story yes yeah inspires (laughs) everybody you know it's funny i talk a lot about with leaders about influencing a room whether it be Mm. you're doing a sales call leading your team on a big project going on stage in the power of influence, I teach a specific course on that, of, of how you can change an environment when you walk in, no matter the environment, whether it be a hostile environment or a happy environment, you yeah. can really change it. And one of the things I teach them, one of the first things I teach them is storytelling, because it puts people on the same playing field and it creates mm-hmm. safety in the room. And then they're willing to hear you the rest of the time. Think about mm-hmm. that. So creating influence, whatever. And by the way, all of us are leaders of some sort. I don't care if it's the leader of your family. Mm-hmm. If you want to create influence in a positive way in your environment and have it aligned to where you want to see it go, you start with your story. You start with your story and let them get congruent and, and connect with that in game over. I will say that when, when you do that in anything, you can sell anything, you can influence anything, you, you can in a really authentic way because it's your story. 
right? Oh. <laughs> I knew I knew we'd be friends. This yeah. is good. <laughs> I often it. say, uh, you know, when you captivate their heart, you can capture their mind. And yes. I think that's that's what we're looking at here is, is, yeah, softening the room, bringing people on a level playing field, finding yourselves as not even the underdog, but the average yes. and uh, living in towards that potential. So I think as we kind of land the plane here, Jennifer, I would love to hear, you know, for, for those that are living in that that place that find themselves in where most of the world is in that place of, of average, let's say, um, what would be your kind of, you know, from here, here's a good step or two uh, to take to start to live that inspired life that that you are uh, made for yeah absolutely so i would say this um we talk a lot about vision casting you know people do that in january all that stuff right sure yeah about ways sorry i actually want you to do that you know we're not midway through the year but i want you to get a pin out and i want you for to time yourself for seven minutes with the timer on Mm -hmm. and do not lift that pin up (laughs) what i mean is i want you to start writing down everything that you want in your life. I don't care if it's a Lamborghini. I don't care if it's making a million dollars. I don't care if it's buying an island. I don't care if it's having three babies. I don't care what it is. When you lift your pen up, your conscious mind and your old beliefs start taking over. That's why Mm. we're keeping the pen on the paper, okay? And for seven minutes, you just write. Don't judge it. Don't go, I can't have that. Just start writing. Because the reason why I want them to do that, Alex, whatever's coming up is who they actually really are. Your full expression is actually coming up. All the junk, the beliefs of, I can't do that. That's probably not my thing. I don't have money. I don't have time. I'm just a woman or whatever your story. That's the junk that's over the top. When you set the timer, take a deep breath and just start writing and don't judge what you're writing. Don't say it Mm. can or not. That's your true soul saying, this is why I'm here. This is the full expression of me. That's why it feels good to vision cast. So if it's in you, it has the potential to absolutely happen. In fact, it, I'm going to go quantum physics on everyone. It has happened. It's just waiting for your brain to catch up. It has already that. happened. It's waiting for your brain to catch up. The creator has made an opportunity, a playground for you, a dance studio. You're the dancer. Okay. You get to make, make the story however you want. Mm-hmm. We're limiting ourselves all the time by the junk, junk, junk. Behaviors, beliefs. I don't care if you're leading a big team or just want something in your life that's personal. It doesn't matter. Get a pen and paper out. Write for seven minutes. Do not get that pen off of the paper and let it flow and then reread it. That's you. That is what's supposed to happen. And when you read that every day, guess what happens? It is the law of physics. Okay. People, places, things, people start coming to you. I see yeah. it all the time. Like, wow, I really wanted to open a dance studio, Jennifer. And all of a sudden I had these two emails of people that are interested in dancing. <laughs> you guys, it happens all the time. The universe wants to create with you. If you're saying mm. you can't do it, it's like, okay, that's cool. If you're saying I can't, it's like, okay, that's cool. It's just creating with you. It's always co-creating. So do that today. I know you guys might've done it at the beginning of the year, but I don't want the pen to leave the paper and do it for seven minutes going to seem long and keep going. And you're going to, you're going to keep expanding. And by the end, you're going to feel really good because guess what? That's you. You've already had awesome stories. Mm -hmm. Now you got more to live. My friend, you got Mm -hmm. more to live. Let's start them and let's pull those people in to make it happen because it's supposed to, it's absolutely in you. I'm absolutely going to do that tomorrow, tomorrow morning. That's, that's my journaling time. I'm, I'm in, uh, 
I I am inspired. Uh, so thank you for showing up as in your inspired state and who you are and bringing us your very most authentic and true self. I mean, it just really feels like you you held nothing back. And I again, I get the sense that said right off the bat is you just you gave us everything. And and so I am um, so grateful for this. I'm grateful for your time, your message, your story, and how you are shaping the world as you go out there and um, for how you've inspired us today. So Jennifer, I'm just, I'm truly, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude at this conversation. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Alex. We co-create together. So you pull things out of me and I pull things out of you and I'm, I'm honored to be here. And if this touches anyone, that's what, it, that's what counts. Even if it's yeah. one and one is enough because every person counts to live their best life. So thank you so much for having me. It's been a true honor. <laughs> so let's just, uh, let's direct people where they need to go so that they can also be inspired just like this, have start conversations with you. They're in leadership, they're leading teams, they're in all kinds of situations uh, where they uh, don't want that average anymore. They don't want to struggle with this independence anymore. They want to pull people in. They want to learn from you. What are some best ways to start that conversation? Absolutely. So I'm the most active on Instagram. So you can find me at the Jennifer Watson. I'm also active on LinkedIn at Jennifer Watson Leadership. And I answer my own DMs. So if any of you have questions on what we talked about, have some additional ways you want to be supported or interested in having more support, I have coaches. Coaches need coaches. Everyone needs mentors and coaches at some point. And that's how I get where I'm at. So if any of you are interested in support there, you can DM me, we can have a conversation, go from there. Or if you just want to know more about this awesome conversation we're having and we've mm -hmm. had this far, that's the best way to reach me. And I'd love, love, love to hear from all of you. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Mwah. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.